This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. This program is intended for mature audiences only. Welcome to Just for Women, Dating, Relationships, and Sex. I'm your host, Elisa Kreitman. This show is dedicated to providing women with useful information we need to make empowered, conscious choices. Today on the show, we're going to talk about the power of orgasm. Not just any orgasm. Orgasm as a form of meditation So you all know I'm a big proponent of meditation. I've talked about it in the past, and I've declared 2010 as the year of radical self-care. So why not include orgasm in that care? Mm. Today on the show, we have Nicole Daydon. She's the founder of One Taste, a sensuality-based organization with community centers in San Francisco and New York. Nicole, welcome to Just for Women. Thanks. It's great to be here. I have to say, you know, I knew you when <laughs> when when this was just a seedling thought yeah. in yeah. your head. It wasn't even a thought yet. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it was it was a thought in terms of I knew there was a place where in my mind at the time it was where women needed to gather. And um but in its present incarnation it wasn't at all. That came in sort of one of those big download moments. So the big download came and it, it said what? It's time to gather exactly. the women. It said, it said I, I was getting a facial. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and I heard like, now's the time to open a center. And then wow. it was just like I got all the pictures. I knew what needed to be integrated. And I love uh, how you introduced the show and about meditation. And I knew there needed to be meditation. I knew there needed to be yoga. And I knew that there needed to be sexuality. Well, let's talk about that. Was that the original thought, or has this sort of evolved over time? That was the original thought, and then, mm-hmm. um, and then in in the same way anything works, you know, where you have this big thought, and then you know the implementation of it is a lot more challenging than I expected, and then sort of like none of the three things wanted to be in the room at the same time. Interesting. And then we finally just got them all to stick together. So tell us about that. How does how does it stick together? What's I mean, I want to talk about orgasmic meditation because I'm sure my listeners are like, wait, what the hell are you talking about? What is orgasm and meditation? So let's go there and then we'll go how the yoga meditation and orgasm actually work together. So what is orgasmic meditation? Hmm. I would I would say it's um well one one way I could think to describe it on your show from from how you introduced uh, meditation would be that it's it's mindfulness and sexuality. It's uh, it's learning to focus the attention in the arena of sexuality where very few people know how. Okay, and what does that look like? Um, on a really basic, fundamental, physical level, um, in the same way where vipassana meditation is focusing, like on the point of your lip where the breath hits the lip, it's focusing on the genitals, on the most sensational spot on the genitals, and being able to keep your attention there as someone is stroking up, down, up, down, up, down. Okay, cool. So let's get the scenario. Okay. Because orgasm, right? It could be anything. When people hear orgasm, maybe they oh, think two people, yeah. or maybe they think one person, or... 
Right. Five people. Who knows? Right. So we do live. Uh, oh, sorry. So I was just gonna say we do live in San Francisco. We do. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and um, it's, it's interesting because as soon as you, I'm just, I'm doing. A, I'm, as soon as you start talking about sexuality, all of a sudden people's minds go wild. Right. And I think um, you know Freud said this great thing like that which isn't. Um, integrated is exaggerated so usually when we think about sexuality what we think about is this like incredibly exaggerated version of what sexuality itself actually is i think we very rarely touch what sexuality is we're kind of caught in the storm of our our ideas around it and so um you know when and, and when we talk about orgasm it's it's such a heavily connotated word people have this very very narrow idea of what we're talking about so it's important here that i say um what most people are talking about is a spark and what I'm talking about is the fire that that spark comes from so I'm talking about something really deep and rich and full like a whole way to reorient your life wow with that kind of interest in sensuality sexuality being at the forefront because a lot of people would say okay I'm going to study Buddhism because I want to be sane and so here people are studying what pleasure Sexuality? Uh, you wouldn't. S- well, yeah, I get nervous to use the word pleasure. Although, mm-hmm. in in a funny way, you know, like in an Eckhart Tolle kind of way, when he talks about enjoyment, is at the next level of consciousness. It is. It's um, it's it's learning to lead by desire rather than fear. Okay, and we all desire to have better orgasm. <laughs> it's uh-huh. a lot. There's a lot happening here. You know, it's like I'm trying to track it, and it's like. It's like sexuality, orgasm. We were talking about stroking. I see what you're saying. It's like um, even just the conversation itself is exciting, you know? And it's like, oh, my God, where is this going to go? And, you know, being in this uh, moment, like, where are we going? You know, E.L. Doctorow said, um, he was talking about writing a book, and he said that writing a book is a lot like driving uh, at night with the headlights on, and you you can't necessarily see where you're going to. You can just kind of see the next, yeah, the next thing. Is, maybe. Yeah, and the, and I think that's what um, true living, you yeah, know, is exactly. like. It's like you can only see the next thing, the very next thing, and um, yeah. I like that. I like that. It sounds like, and we'll get we'll get to this because from the research I've done, it sounds like oming is a particular technique, but you're saying it's so much more than that. Exactly. It's, okay. um, that is the vehicle that we, tri- that we chose to bring um, sexuality as a whole arena, as an art and a craft uh, through. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Sexuality as an art and a craft. Let's talk a little bit about did you want to say something else? No. Oh. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the feminine revolution. Like, you're saying you had this idea, and you're like, I'm going to do this. People need to have a place right. where if they want their sexuality to be expressed, I'm going to provide that. And and people came. People came. So talk a little bit about that. Who came? What happened? Who, you have urban centers in San Francisco and New York. What happens here? Um practice i you know really they're they're practice centers and i i know what happened for me was i was teaching at san francisco state i was in in um 
the gender communications department. And so we did a lot around women's studies. And one of the things I got really clear about very early on was that um, we as women were not taught how to hold our own power. Mm. It wasn't even at that point in in, um, women's evolution, it wasn't even that the power wasn't available to us. It was that we couldn't hold it in our own bodies. And one of the reasons we couldn't hold it was we couldn't hold our sexuality. And, Mm. And that if we could learn to integrate our sexuality fully into our own bodies, then we could actually be players on the field. And so I wanted a place to learn how to do that. And I went in search of, you know, I I really went in search. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a lot of places. And, and a lot of them, um, a lot of them are beautiful. And then a lot of them weren't so beautiful. And I wanted it... Um, I had gone past this place called a clean, well-lighted place for books. Yep. And I thought, I want a clean, well-lighted place for sexuality. Nice. Just something where it's clean and healthy, where I as a woman can go and it's not like scary or creepy. And so that's what happens here. Do you think you attracted women who were ready to un- sort of like discard the, the veil and say yes? Because th- they said that in the Nightline um article that that women have I think it was Carol Queen she's like women have always been interested in sex now there's just more options for us and this is one of them where women can come men can come and really learn like you said in this clean well-lighted place to discover sexuality because it doesn't really exist so did women come charging (laughs) in and then you were like oh my god we need to find some men what what happened there (laughs) so the opposite of that, um, which is really funny. You know, one of the first questions everyone asked about the New York Times article was like, well, what about the men? You know, why don't you focus on the men? And it was funny because when we first opened, I just said sexuality, just basically a clean, well-lighted place for sexuality right. was um, what it was about. And then the only people who came were men. Interesting. It was, it was nearly 100% men. And so I was like, okay, well, we have to even it out. And so then I said, oh, well, it's it's." It's a place for female-based sexuality. And then when I said that, it was still only 50% women. I I think that there's something, I I do think as women, we are incredibly interested in private. Ah. And I think that um, as women, we lose a lot of um, clout in in the world admitting we're sexual women. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's that, that really dangerous or uncomfortable crossing over in anything. Sure. Right? And so there's that period where, like, you're actually getting a lot of points for being very demure and small and... Lest you be a whore. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like that nobody wants to be called that no no not a favorite term for any woman and so then i think um there's a point you know the the end point is amazing like having your sexuality and the power of your sexuality in your own body mm. it's um it's freedom for a woman i think yeah. i think it is a woman's path to freedom the stage in between though you know, opening that door and walking in can be incredibly daunting. And that's really the work that I've agreed to do to the best of my ability is make it not so daunting. That is extraordinary. Hmm. Let's take a little break. Let's take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about orgasmic meditation. I'm Elisa Kreitman, your host of Just for Women, Dating, Relationships, and Sex. We're talking with Nicole Daydon, founder of One Taste Urban Center. Really, a radical shift in what's possible for people in sexuality. So, Mm. hold on, we'll be right back.
Welcome back. I'm your host, Elisa Kreitman. You're listening to Just For Women, Dating, Relationships, and Sex. Today we're talking to Nicole Daydone, founder of One Taste. Before the break, we were talking about Nicole's inspiration to create a center for people to learn about sexuality, namely female-based exploration of sexuality. So, did I get that right? Um... Uh, what did you say? Yeah, female-based sexuality. That's what I wrote in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> uh, well, I, I, you know, in a in, in the way that um, you know how if you have to bend if you have a bent piece of paper, you have to bend it all the way back in order to have it go back to zero. Right. In that way, it's female-based, but it's it's human-based. Okay. Yeah. I, I I want I want to liberate sexuality and all of us in it. I like that. Today, let's focus on women. women. <laughs> I got it. I'll come back and we'll talk about other things. But okay, so let's get into this technique. You know, you um, you gave a really great and full description of you know how the center got here, what your inspiration was behind mm-hmm. it, and so then there's this meditation technique that mm-hmm. people are doing for 15 minutes every day. Mm-hmm. Five times, some of them. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, what are they doing? What's happening? Um, so, in the female-based version, <laughs> what they're doing? Um, I like that. So, um, she, she um, would lie down, and she would butterfly her legs open. Um, there would be pillows on either side of her legs, and a pillow behind her head. The idea is to be able to rest entirely, almost like shavasana. If anybody knows yoga, that kind of rest, so that she's not um, in her mind trying to hold different parts of her body up. Nice. Um, he would put one leg around her belly and one leg under her legs. It's the best er- ergonomically correct position we found. Um, he would then take one thumb, put it under her behind, and rest it at the base of her introitus, which is um, the, the area where penetration occurs. Mm-hmm. He would then put lube on his uh, left hand and um, draw his finger up to the point of her clitoris, pull back with his thumb the hood of her clitoris, and there's a spot on her clitoris. And every woman, you know, I've heard it that it's the upper left hand quadrant. I've heard all of these different things. Uh, you know, I've had so many women say, that's not where my spot is. So I trust mm. every woman's description of where her spot is, but I do know... I. I out of all of these years, what I do know is a woman has a spot. Yeah. There is a spot that <laughs> is the most sensitive spot. And when you touch that spot, it's almost like touching a little copper wire. Right. That, and it, and a, that little... And so that spot, you just stroke lightly, so lightly, lightly like as, as firm as a breath would feel almost. Up, down, up, down, up, down. And... It's you know it's as simple as it sounds. It's it's a pretty profound experience. Oh, so everybody, take a deep breath. What do you have to say for women who hear that and are like, "Oh my god, that's insane." Uh, I've never met a woman who said that. Um, insane in the sense of like that just seems like too much sensation. That just seems like something I couldn't share with a man or somebody else. 
Um, I don't know, maybe by the time they meet me, that's not what they're saying. But um, to a woman who would say that, um, well, I I would say what I say to anybody about anything. And that's try it for yourself and see if it works. Mm -hmm. It isn't for everybody. You know, not not any, there isn't one practice that is for everybody. I can tell you it's a practice that took me, you know, like, uh, there was nothing down there <laughs> like there, there was nothing and then there what was do you mean, something no sensation it was like um my my um i was so contracted and tight and wanting to be a good person and being good that i couldn't actually feel i couldn't get a hmm. whole big world of sensation that's now available in my genitals and so i know hmm. for me it was this unbelievable breakthrough but it isn't for everybody I think that's a really important point, and thank you for saying that, because I think it kind of levels the playing field about who you are and and why this this mission, this work is so important to you, because you're speaking from your own experience yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of your own inquiry into yeah. having no sensation and realizing, whoa, yeah. there's a whole world of sensation here. Yeah, And it sounds like this kind of um, practice... I mean, it, it, there's a lot of layers to it. Exactly. So when women come in, are there, how does that happen? Are there workshops they do first? Is there some kind of intro? Because it's, it's a very intimate thing you're it describing. Is. It's like, here, I'm going to bl- butterfly my legs open. And right. So that's why it's like, what's the process in? That, you know, that, that's great. So one of the things that we discovered over the years was um, that it's really important to uh, mediate any any fear that any woman has so that she can have a relationship with with orgasmic meditation in a way that's comfortable for her so you can we have online video we have online we have phone coaching where you can talk to another woman who's had this experience you can come and you can take a class you can do a an immersion and then we have the centers which are set up as practice locations so that you can really immerse and find out about your own body find out how you work so any level that's comfortable for you and then you know we have literature as well so whatever is comfortable for you you have access to that's a really good point because uh yeah it sounds like because you're so steep in it steeped in it zero to 60 sounds like oh no big deal but i can really get definitely from some of the women who've written in you know this kind of i hate this term but i'm just gonna say it this frigidity doesn't yeah. that make i don't know i just it pains it's, me yeah. to hear that word it's like no in a way, though, it's accurate because I think it, um, it uh, the connotation isn't accurate of the word, but I think it is a kind of frozenness that yeah. we have, you know, right. we're frozen. Yeah. Yeah. And each woman has her own version of that. So let's, right. let's talk about emotions, because okay. I can imagine if there is a kind of frigidness that that got there somehow. Right. You know, I don't think we... You know, that that gets to be there for some reason. So what happens when emotionality comes up? Because it sounds like you have this awesome way to mediate fear. Mm -hmm. And um, maybe we can talk a little bit about what that looks like. And then maybe if intense emotion comes up, like like what's happening as this technique is is progressing from minute two, three to 15. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you asked that because... um, 
often the perception is that it's just going to be like euphoric joy and bliss and you know euphoric joy and bliss is like eating icing you know on a cupcake <laughs> like you can only eat so much and then you have to get like some depth and some reality in there and so yeah definitely we have had so many experiences with I, you know it's it's like i said earlier like each moment unfolds yeah and with so many different emotions coming up and out and through women. And I think, um, I, you know, that, that happens in any practice of purification. It happens in a yoga class, you know. There's a great story where Sean Korn said she had done yoga for three years, and then she was in Pigeon, and she started bawling. And she was like, oh, my God, this thing really works. Yeah. And that's the same. It's the same with orgasmic meditation. So I think... Um, that is one of the reasons why we couple it with other practices. Like, you know, one of the things I do every morning is I, I work out my fear. I write out my fear because that's something that I'm actually bringing to the surface that has been down there and frozen. And huh. so, you know, we have it's, it's a whole integrated practice to, to, to open. Is that your vagina talking or is that like, you know, because... I, I've done coursework where it's like, what does your yoni want to say? You know, what is your what does your pussy want to say? Is it like that or is it more like no? It's more stuff. yeah. I think it's more just like a practice of like What's you know draining up? my fear out. And you know, and as a woman, I was never taught to do that. I was never taught how to release my fear in a way that wasn't reactive. Yes. You're bringing up some really fantastic points, you know. It's like you're speaking right into the heart of who I think really listens to my show. Mm. You know, it's like every woman who has all these fantasies and desires and yeah. longing, this longing to have the kind of sex they want to yeah. have, to have the kind of orgasm they want to have. And I just have to say thank you for 70,000 women who are mm. listening. Aww. Yay! Yeah. Yay! <laughs> it's almost like you're giving us permission, you know? Like you're paving that way mm. of permission, like burning the bras and, you know, this kind of... It's not even like reclaiming, but it's like yeah. removing something that that's is. been blocking what's been here the whole time. That, the, and thank you for saying it that way. It is. It's it's um it's not like building anything or creating anything. It's removing all yeah. of the stuff that's blocking what's in there that wants to come out. Okay, so let's talk about that. It sounds like um, so. There's an on-road coaching classes, online video. Um, if this practice sounds a little too intense for people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like baby steps, like right. anything, any yeah. kind of yoga practice or meditation. It's funny because I think about me. I've cried through yoga. I've cried through, you know, just seated meditation. Right. So why wouldn't you cry through um, exactly something as intimate as as an orgasm. So what do women do if they don't have a partner and they live in the Midwest and they're not near a one-taste center? I don't know. <laughs> And they, and they want to learn this. I mean, I guess it would be an online. Like, are there are there demos? Or, uh, I guess. Yeah, there's there's technology definitely, today. There, exactly, and and we're we're actually working on a, um, a real time video experience that you can have, you know, with one taste coaches. And wow. I can tell you, um, we just it, it's funny in the book that you know we're working on. We just did. Um, how to ask f for somebody to stroke you and that's part of the practice you know it's okay. funny we, it begins at the point when you realize oh, i think i might want this as soon as you realize that 
You're in the practice. And then everything you have to negotiate in order to ask somebody. I mean, a woman asking somebody to put that much attention on her genitals is, I mean, like, I'm not like a radical political person, but that is a pretty radical and political thing for a woman to do. Why political? Um, I, I think so much of what we've agreed to be as women is not. We've agreed to be not. And then it's saying, no, you know what? I'm going to break that agreement. I'm going to be exactly what I am. And this part of me that I've agreed, you know, one of the most core parts that I've agreed to keep hidden and locked down, I think I'm going to bring that out. Here, here. Yeah. Let's take another quick break and come back and wrap up. Talk a little bit more about some of the things you offer people. God, we could talk all day, I know, but we're going to take a break. This is Elisa Kreitman, your host of Just for Women, Dating, Relationships, and Sex. We're speaking with Nicole Daydone. What are we going to call you? Can we be? Can you be like pioneeress <laughs> of, of sexuality? <laughs> pioneeress of sexuality. Yay! We'll be right back. Welcome back to Just for Women, Dating, Relationships, and Sex. I'm your host, Elisa Kreitman. We're having a fantastic time. I hope you are. I am. Mm. With Nicole Daydone, mm. the founder of One Taste Urban Centers. So before we go, Nicole, I want to ask you about your, your as the pioneeress of sexuality, <laughs> I'll give everyone the inside <laughs> scoop. You're writing a book. You're writing a few books. Uh-huh. But I'd like to touch quickly upon your slow sex book because I feel like that's part of this revolution. Right. You know, slowing down, feeling more, women taking charge of, hey, I want this. Right. And then learning how to ask for it, receive, have it, the whole kit and caboodle. Right, exactly. So, let us give us a couple of points and then I want to come back and interview you more in depth when the book comes out but what can we what can we um, expect well I, I think you can look you can, I don't know. you can expect it from beginning to, to end as if you were coming into a class. And, and that's really how I set it up. So the whole thing is set up from beginning to end. But also the things that you go through um, when you leave the class, like on Friday night, say you left a class, you know, when you have to ask for your first orgasmic meditation or um, the things that you go through the next morning when you're feeling kind of resistant and nervous and uncomfortable and lots of stuff is coming up. And so we, we, we wrote the whole experience so that you could so that it wouldn't be some kind of distance thing. It wouldn't be like you were reading a recipe about your sexuality, but you were experientially going through it. Nice. That's smart. I really like that. Because that's how women are. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, we want the soup. Totally. We want the immersion. Yeah, yeah. So I have a question. It it kind of flips back to what you were saying, that there's this kind of triangle of daily practice, which is yoga, physical, Meditation, seated meditation, traditional uh-huh. what uh-huh. you would normally think, seated right. meditation, and then the orgasmic meditation. Right. So, what comes first, the physical yogic practice? Well, or? I think it's different for everybody. You know, oh, we, okay. we've been trying different methods to see what works. I know from for me 
um, how this is just for me, and and you can work it out however you want to. But I do the um, <laughs> the orgasmic meditation okay. and um, really turn on, and then I do some yoga in, in the same way. You know, yoga is what has the mind rest. So I integrate all of this energy in my body, and then I I sit, and when I sit, that's the revealing part of the practice. That's almost oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 like that. It's the reward in a in a way. It's like that part where you get to see something you've never seen before or sink in more deeply because energy's been moved you aren't stuck nice (sighs) this is fantastic okay and as we're wrapping up so when is this book going to come out slow sex the revolution of sexuality in the planet (laughs) (laughs) oh is that the title did i just make that up (laughs) the art and practice of orgasmic meditation slow sex the art and practice of orgasmic meditation and it should be out we're looking at next january Next January. Wow. So I have to come back before then. So yeah. we'll figure out a reason to come back. You Let's talk a little bit about um, some of the things you offer people. Um, there's myriad things you offer. Right. So we talked about the online stuff that you could actually call someone, the books coming out, your website. Right. Let, what's your website? Let, www. I know. They, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. My, my boyfriend's son said, oh, you shouldn't say that. That sounds so old. Um, anyway. You don't uh, do that anymore. <laughs> w- uh, uh, us. It's onetaste.us. One okay, word. Okay, great. And so that's like the portal for finding all of this. And then tell us about this. Um, sounds like you have a, a life coach training program. What's right. We have about? the slow sex uh, distance learning training program and it, I mean it's a you can look at you can find out all the information online but it's a pretty phenomenal program because you get a specialization in the slow sex field but you can also be certified to become a national coach so it, it handles both ends sort of like the personal immersion end of uh, really exploring sexuality but also the basic core competencies in life coaching that's interesting because yeah, I'm just thinking this has got to be a burgeoning field because mostly exactly. you have sex experts. Yes, yes. Right? And it's, you don't necessarily have like a sexuality coach. And you called it a, the slow sex field. Right. What's happening there? Well, I, I think it's something that's beginning to open. And I, I one of the reasons why I wanted to have a center in public was so that as your sexuality opened, you had a place where you could ask people, like, what is going on? You know, as yeah. my sexuality was opening, I had no idea some of the things that were happening. If I would have had the information then that I had now, I wouldn't have had to go crazy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? And some of the things that were scary would have been pleasurable. I mean, somebody could have said to me, oh, no, you're just opening, right? Or you're just turning on. It's not that anything's wrong. So really, that's what learning to be a slow sex coach is about. It's about giving people a map for the experience of opening sexuality. You're so eloquent. It's like, Mm. what else do I say after that? It's like, Mm. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, wait, there's one more thing. Okay. We we have a special for our listeners. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about the Valentine special. So I'm so excited about this. I don't, if you're familiar with Malia Hotels in Cancun, they are 
Absolutely gorgeous. So for Valentine's Day, we're doing a retreat. Um, it goes from Friday night through um, Tuesday morning for Valentine's Day. And, and it should be just an unbelievable experience. You know, you'll have lectures, be able to be immersed in, in the information, yoga, meditation. There will be slow sex coaches on site so that if, if you don't want to be so in the public element, um, you can you can speak with somebody privately and just really begin to explore for you personally how to open your own sexuality. Nice. And this is for couples. It's for singles. and uh, It's for both singles and couples. Exactly. And um, so listeners, I just want you to know that One Taste and Nicole are offering to you, if you want to go and join in this exploration in your life, that there's a 50% off discount. Thank you. That's very generous. I appreciate that. So just go to onetaste.us and enter in the code JFW50 for 50% off. Yes. Thank you so much for uh, being on the show today. You're such, I mean, I always thought that you were extraordinary, mm-hmm. but just seeing what you've created now mm-hmm. in hearing your vision and where it's going and what it's opening for mm-hmm. not only women, but men as well. There's a lot of men who listen yeah. to my show. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sexual exploration is okay. It's normal. There's things that we can do. There's ways, you know, there's obstacles along the way that are normal to hit. Right, right. And it's like normalizing sexuality, like you exactly. were saying. Amen, hallelujah. Yeah, and thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for all the women you're touching and reaching. Yeah. Mm. What else would we be doing? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's there left to do? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, right? I mean, everyone talks about this 2012 and the, you know, the mother energy is coming back and mm. the earth is healing herself and all the women are coming into this new oh, time. I'm like, man. Amen, sister, yeah. here we are. Here we are. So great. It, yeah, it's extraordinary to be your partner. So thank you for being mm. with us. Let me just repeat um, that, onetaste.us. If you want to go to this uh, fantastic Valentine's retreat, wow, I want to go, in Cancun, the code is JFW50. I'm your host, Elisa Kreitman. You're listening to Just for Women, Dating Relationships and Sex. I've been talking with Nicole Daydone, the founder of One Taste. Wow. We have to have you back. Mm. Good luck on your book. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Mm. Tune in next week for more juicy news you can use. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com. 